in light of this, I have managed to record a collection of conversations that I'm now ready to release. Guys, I'm shitting myself. I can't lie, I'm shitting myself. Please, let's remember, I'm not a doctor or a scholar in this shit. I probably get a lot of things wrong, but ultimately, I'm just opening up my... I'm just opening up my conversations with men in my life in the hopes that it will be helpful in some way to the culture but it might not be we might have to burnish it into the pits of hell and i'm okay with that too let's just see how the fuck it goes now this is probably one of the most difficult interviews that i had to pattern for this for this series purely because the subject of this interview marcus shout out marcus um is living currently between well he's living in portugal um, but he comes back to London every month, month and a half. And um, his schedule is always crazy when he says, I had to beg, steal, borrow, bribe, suck, fuck. No, I'm joking. But I had to do a lot of things to, 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 to make it make sense. So, yeah, I can't believe it's here. And we're about to drop. Now, you will notice in this episode that Marcus, the guy who I'm talking to, his voice is heavily distorted. Please do not try and figure out who he is. You won't know. You will not be able to figure it out. So just save yourself the time and the effort. We are keeping anonymous on this thing because we're not trying to fuck shit up for anybody. But in the interest of this, you'll also notice that that sometimes my voice can go like a little bit squeaky for the odd word or shit. Guys, bear with me. The the sound quality on this podcast gets way better from like episode three. Um, when I really start to figure stuff out myself. Because I'm doing it all, all completely alone in the interest of keeping everybody as anonymous as possible. So I learned a lot about vocal editing and, and, and stuff like that. A lot more about the type of vocal editing that I'm trying to do anyway. And yeah, it gets better. Bear with me. Focus on the fucking conversational content, guys. That That is the groundbreaking thing about this podcast. It's not the sound quality. I'm not here to lie to you. But anyway, it's a really, really, really amazing, amazing conversation, I feel, because it's so, it's so up and down. Like, it starts and you'll hear Marcus is very nervous. He, he gets freaked out by the security camera in the room and we go on a real, real fucking journey. Um, trigger warnings, trigger warnings. We do mention suicide in this podcast episode. And also, I mean, I'm talking to a cishet man, guys. That is probably the biggest trigger warning I could ever give you. The men are absolutely menning on this podcast. And I say that with love and respect. But they are. So let's always listen to it. Being prepared to hear some man shit. But yeah, on that note, I think I'm just going to let the interview, the interview do the talking. And, and I'll check back in with you at the end. Here it is. Episode one of Straight No Chaser. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my gosh. Wait, what name did we what name did we settle on? Marcus. Marcus. Oh my gosh. Ha I was gonna say happy birthday to you. It's not your birthday. It's as good as because you are on straight no chaser. Hello, Marcus. Yo, yo, yo. Woo! 
good. How are you feeling to be here, Marcus? Let's keep it real because obviously we were talking about stuff before we started recording. How are you feeling to be here? Are you okay with the cameras in the room or? <laughs> no, for well, I ain't. Let's keep it 100, but um, I guess I'm here helping a friend, innit? Yes. What can I say? This is important to well, yeah, thanks so much, Marcus, for being here. I really do appreciate it. Um, I'm glad that you know how important this is to me. I think this is going to be important for a lot of people. I think it's going to be important for my community, i.e. trans folk, and for your community, i.e. DL. <laughs> I don't like that label. DL, man. Oh, you don't like that label. Why don't you like that label? I just don't. It make me sound like some sort of, I don't even know. I don't like it. How do you lot expect? How do you lot expect us to be on some sort of movement with you lot? When first of all, these are the stupid terms you give us. Where's the logic? <laughs> but DL is not necessarily. It's, the, it's, the, it's a, I don't know how to say that word, innit? I'm not, not one of you lot. What do you call it? I'm not one of them fancy people. Derogatory, is it right? Yeah, that is totally right. It seems like a derogatory term. All right. <laughs> I feel I'm offended. I don't like it. Okay. So... And I'm sure a lot of people don't like it. Okay. Yeah, you might as well just call me a puff. Really? Yeah. Do you think I that, like it. Do you think that's because... It doesn't seem respectful. We're already in a tight spot and we want to be calling ourselves down low. No, I ain't down low. But down low just means under the radar. So no, why not call it low key? Low key, okay. I'm happy to... I'm I'm so happy to... Say low key. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm getting... You know what I'm getting with this one. But, okay, I hear you. Do you think, though, because cause you said you might as well call man Puff. Okay, so do you think that part of the reason that you reject the DL term is because sometimes it can kind of be, like, gay guys can be DL too? And obviously, well... I don't know. I'm, I can't think into it all that deep because that's just not the person I am. So I'm not going to... Okay, fine. I mean, enough. I will keep it 100 with you, but... Of course. Okay, cool. Well, I don't think DL means you're a perf, if it makes you feel any better. But I definitely hear what you're saying, and I will use the term low-key for this for this um, interview. And maybe forever after, you know, I have to unpack this a little bit more with you. But basically, I think this podcast is going to be great for the trans babes and the low-key babes. Because honestly, like, I've joked about you coming on here and, and whatever, but it really, really is very impactful and very important. And I think people being able, guys like you being able to hear a guy like you talk openly with a very, very extremely bad bitch like me, I think um, it's going to be, it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be helpful for a lot of people. But I just want people to get into the essence of who you are, like, fuck everything else for a minute. Who is Marcus? Talk me through a day, a typical day in the life of Marcus. A typical good day in the life of Marcus. Not amazing, out of the ordinary, but good. Hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I suppose a typical, a typical good day is a standard day, isn't it? Going to work, no stresses at work, making your money, coming back home, relaxing, building up a something if you smoke. That's about it, really, just no stress in it. Mm. That's, that's what we all strive for now. 
Right, I hear that, I hear that. But I want to get into a little bit of detail without giving anything away, you know? What do you do? Do you wake up? Do you bill it or do you go straight to work? Do you have a coffee? Do you drive there? Okay, you're trying to know everything about me. I want people to get an essence of you, Marcus. I don't know, man. I suppose I'd wake up, bang a one, two tune and whatnot. Start my day, build up a splegs, obviously. Yeah, man, depends. If it's a wet day, I'll drive to work. If not, I'll fucking jump on the bus, trying to save money and whatnot. Why we love that. So, you get me? I'll just jump on the bus, go to work. Um, so, yeah, man, not much to it, really. I'm very ambitious about cars and whatnot, so that's my field. Field of work and field of hobbies or whatever you want to call it. A lot of, a lot of my life revolves around cars, and, mm. if that makes sense. He's a good driver as well, I can confirm. Bad boy driver, one of the best. Shit, I've blown feds. Fuck them all. He can drive whilst being very distracted as well. <laughs> Let's not get into that one. But anyway, moving on swiftly. If money was no object, yeah. what would you be doing? Hmm. Honestly, I'd probably be living in a beautiful mansion somewhere. Somewhere sunny. I'd have a nice house, obviously. I'd want to build an indoor skate park for myself. Nah, an outdoor skate park. A skate park? Do you skate? You see, a lot of people don't know that. Oh, what type of skating did you like? No, I used to be very good on the skateboard, for real. Give me on a skateboard right now, I'll surprise you with what I can do. You'll see a nigga flipping around in 180s and blah, blah, blah. I can skate, but that was a long time ago. Wow. Life gets, life puts you in situations where sometimes you have to, unfortunately, sometimes you have to drop the things you love or the things that mm. interest you or whatever. But mm. let's not turn this too emotional. No, I want to know, what made you give up skateboarding or do you not want to get into it? Life, innit? Like, there's no time for that shit, man. Growing up in the hood, there's no time to be focusing on things that are not going to get you paid, innit? And that is the real matter. There's no time for that shit. A man has to be realistic and make sure that he's alright in life. And as much as it's a hobby, grinding on some handrails or rolling a, rolling around in a bowl or flip tricks ain't going to get man paid. Simple as, innit? No, I hear that. There's very little money in skateboarding. I yeah, damn right. understand why. I ain't Tony's son. It would be nice, but I ain't. <laughs> so that's how it is. Yeah. Maybe in the next life, babes. Maybe in the next life. But honestly, I think I like that aspiration if money was no object. You have a big house and you can put a skateboard in it, a skate park in it, you know? Definitely. I guess also I'd lose, lose a lot of my money to do some, to make some changes in the world for things that affect me or things that bother me. Like what? Because I would do the same, but what, what I'm interested to know, like what? What bothers me? A lot of things to do with animals bother me, for one. I'm a big animal person. Oh my gosh. Mm. I mean, I knew you are. Are you talking worse? You know this already, man. <laughs> I know, but, but I didn't know that's what you would put your money into. That's so nice. Obviously, I would, but I'd do it on my own terms. Like, ain't no pussy or fucking finessing me for my for my millions. Do you mm. know what I mean? Want some fake charity shit? No, I'd go find the problems that affect me or the things that I want to see change, and I'll put my own money into it. And I'll do the own things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If I need to do this, if I need to build a sanctuary, I'll build a sanctuary. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. Mm. Those are the kind of things that would give me joy, giving back to the earth in my way. Mm. That's beautiful, Marcus. I nearly called you by your real name then, but... <laughs> no, 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 let's not do that. Um, that's really beautiful. 
That's nice to know. I hope one day you get rich so that you can... So, well, I know that you will because I know how hard you work, you know, but I can't wait until that day comes so that you can save all the animals because that's not probably not what I'll be doing with my money, so we need more people like you. Yeah, everyone has their... Everyone has their creator to fill, you know what I mean? Everyone has their little... Yes. I fuck with that. And one more question for your essence segment. What gets you up in the morning right now? I guess just the need or the want for a good life. And you only live once. There's no time to sit around wishing and hoping. Mm. I weren't born with no silver spoon in my arsehole. There's no time for that to get it. I have to get out there and get it. And that's what keeps me going. And the thing about me as well, it's that same, it's that same mentality that also keeps me off the roads. It just keeps me trying to be legit or staying legit. So I can respect that at least. That mindset that I've developed, should I say. Right, and I really, I have to say, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but I do really respect that about you because obviously of all the very, very few guys that I do fuck with, obviously because everyone knows that I'm practically a virgin, um, (laughs) I kind of believe that you just just did that. Fuck you, first of all, because we're going to get into your tea, Marcus, okay? Drink this shit, but I top that cup up. Um, <laughs> but basically, I don't hear... I d- a lot of the guys that that I've dealt with have, have fallen into the roads, and I never judge because, obviously, there's so many socioeconomic factors that, that go into it, and I get it, but... It's, it's, I've, I've always respected the fact that you, by any means necessary, you're just, you're on your shit and you're really determined to not get into that. So, big up you, Marcus. Well done. This is why I give you A1 pussy a couple times a month. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. No problem. Now let me top myself up as requested. Marcus, you're doing so good. I'm having such a great time. You know I'm an original bad boy, man. Adaptable. Adaptable. I was very worried because when Marcus came in, he was very moody. But to be fair, that happens sometimes. Like, that happens sometimes with us. I feel like sometimes you are moody when you first... Is that, like, anxiety or what is it? I'd call it that, man. We... Yeah. Us boys ain't different to you, look. We get anxious, we get nervous. We just deal with shit differently, you know? Yeah. And it's, with us as well, we're not like, we don't think shit out. There's no sitting down and thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to behave today? How am I going to deal with this? How am I going to, bro, this shit's natural. You get it. So you just got to deal with how it is. That's how I see it. Mm. Everybody suffers with some sort of mental health issue in their life. The same way that we suffer with physical health issues in our life we suffer with mental health issues in our life so i feel like just like you go to the doctor sometimes you need to go to the head doctor sometimes and a lot of the men that i've been that a lot of the men that i know would benefit most all of them would benefit from going to therapy and can i just say something to you and all of the men that are listening right now there is nothing sexier than a man that goes to therapy i cannot even lie to you but let me tell you something, that depends on how you look at it. Not everybody agrees with the whole therapy thing. In terms of, I suppose I can understand the whole, 
concept of offloading or openly discussing your issues and and feelings and thoughts to a complete stranger but at the end of the day not everybody is comfortable talking to strangers in the, to that extent you know what i mean not everybody is that kind of person that like for me for example let's put it this way i'm quite adaptable i'm quite i'm good with people i'm a people's person i've always grown up that way i can adapt to any situation i can move to another country and i'll be do you know what i mean i'll be top dog in a couple of weeks it's not a thing however I can't confide in people I don't know. So how are you going to go to therapy and talk to a complete stranger for this idiot to try and tell me things about my life when they don't even know me? And I don't see it that way. I can respect that people. It might work for some people, but everybody's different. And I can only say that it wouldn't work for me because I already have that mental block in my head because I don't believe in it. I totally hear that. And this, and I know I'm not alone there as well, do you get it? No, you're not. You're absolutely not. I can definitely tell you that you're not. And I, you know, I visited therapy for a long time, um, but I ended up going and it really, it did really help. It would, didn't change my life, but it helped to change my life. So I can totally relate, but I just think sometimes you need to be open to the idea of what is better about talking to somebody who doesn't know you. What's stopping you from saying all the things that you really, really need to say? I'm really eating you up. What's saying that to What's stopping you from saying that to your closest friends? Because a lot of you men are not saying it to your closest friends. You're not saying it to... You're, not, you're just not saying it, period, right? You're just swallowing it. So all those things that are stopping you from saying it to your closest people... A lot of those things are not going to apply when you're talking to a stranger, a stranger who's professional and is trained to understand and deal and not judge. So there's a lot of benefits in talking to strangers that I just think our communities, specifically because we are the biggest on the don't talk to strangers shit, um... There's a lot of benefits in talking to strangers that we just don't we just don't acknowledge. But um, I really, I really appreciate you sharing. I, you know, was I didn't know it was gonna go there, and I love it. I love how open you're being. So thank you so much again. No worries. But um, let's get down to why you're here. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know where the fuck. <laughs> I don't even know. You're here. I'm stupid. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm screaming. Uh, you're here, aside from the fact that you fuck with me and obviously I tricked you into it. You're here because you are attracted to trans women. And, I mean, can I hear you say that? Can you say, I'm attracted to trans women? I don't think I want to say that. Okay, say no more. I love how honest you are. Let's unpack that. Why, why don't you want to say that? I don't know. It's the stigma. It's how it is, isn't it? I ain't... I don't know, man. I ain't no little white boy. I'm not going to get accepted by nobody. <clears throat> Overstand it. And I... And let me put one thing clear as well. Like, I don't know, like... From growing up and whatnot, in my experience, anyways... Cool, I ain't no supermodel, but I've never struggled getting women, if you know what I mean. There's a vibe about me. I'm not... I'm not bad looking, so... These kind of things were never a problem. However... There's a fan, like, I don't, this is what I don't get in terms of, there's always this whole stigma behind a man dealing with a trans woman. Does that make that man gay? Does it not make that man gay? Do you get it? Now, these are things that I can't answer. 
you can't answer. The judge and jury can't fucking answer that shit because these are just things that that's just how life is. Do you get it? I don't see the answers for that. In fact, I don't even know if I want to hear the answers for that. They are out there. I don't even think okay. I care for the answers for that. Do you get it? Because that's just. I don't know, man. Okay, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't know. I feel like. For me, it's weird. I feel like men. There's a great sense of shame to this shit as well. And I totally get it. Growing up in the growing up in communities that we grow up in, do you get it? And I and I totally get that. Oh my gosh, you have no. I love that you're saying this because you have no idea how much I get that. Like, I say this all the time when people who are not of this world. So like when when cis women. Do you know what cis means? We touched on this last week. Yeah. Just so any of the listeners don't know. Or if they don't know, cis is short for cisgendered, which means that you identify with the gender that you were given at birth. So if you're a, if you're assigned woman at birth, you identify being a woman. If you're assigned men, you ident- you identify being a man. So um, Marcus is a cis man, for example. Um, and basically, yeah, what I find is that men, just in their typical men way they and this is no shade and i still want you to be being open and honest because i totally hear everything that you're saying i'm the advocate for saying to people when they don't when cis women you love yelling isn't it? i'm just clocking yes yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah i love to yell. you already know that i love to yell jesus christ but basically i'm an advocate for like when cis women ask me oh why do you let these men, like, why do you let these men treat you this way? And why do you let these men keep you a secret? And da, 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 da. I'm always like, but babes, you lot don't understand. Like, I've, obviously, I've, for some part of my life, I experienced a level of manhood, you know? I never truly fit into it. And people never really, truly treated me like a man because I never was a man. Everybody, as soon as you spoke to me, you knew I was a bitch, obviously. But... I experienced that socialization in the way where I experienced, I had, I got given all the messages that you got given, you know, a little bit different because I'm South Asian and you're not, but, you know, similar. And so I get that as a black or brown man in particular is so, so difficult. But what do you think it's like for a black or brown trans woman? Like my issue with where we are in terms of the relationship between straight men and trans women or just DL men and low-key men and trans women is that we're still at this position where men are too afraid to claim us, speak up, even just back us, not even claim us, but just say, hey, trans women are okay. Not even admit to fucking us, but just talk about us, you know, like humanize us. You know, with the knowledge that we are dying right now, we've got the lowest fucking uh, life expectancy rate and we're literally, we're dying. So with that, men are still not speaking up for us because yous are putting your feelings above our real life fucked up living situation. Like, okay, I get that it's shameful for you guys, but... For example, you feel you feel comfortable, and I don't mind. You know that I don't mind because I'm like quite. A, I'm a resilient bitch, and obviously I'm doing this because I'm a, a resilient bitch. But you feel comfortable telling me that you that you have shame being associated to me, 
But I know the connection that we have. And I know that, you know, like, I would never want to say something like that to you. I don't know. I don't know. Let's unpack that. I mean, how do you feel about what I've just said? I mean, you got to remember, you're opening this kind of worms. You're going to ask me all these questions. That's how it's going to be. No, of course, of course. I'm not. I'm not attacking you. I want to unpack, uh, like, cause, cause I just I keep nearly calling you by your name, but I keep stopping myself because I'm a real bitch. But basically, Marcus, I'm not. This is not personal to you because I know ninety for ninety percent of the men that are going to be sat in that chair will have the say the same thing. But that's what I want to unpack. Why do men, generally speaking? What what is this relationship between men and trans women, and why are men not coming out and sticking out for as much? I can't answer that. I ain't a scientist. I ain't a doctor. I don't know. All I can say on the matter is it's just it's just not the norm, isn't it? It's just, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I wish I could help you more in questions like this, but I just don't. I don't know. <clears throat> No, of course. Certain things are just the way that things are, innit? But let's... But le- okay, so let's just... Because obviously you can't speak for all men. That's why it's hard to answer. I can't speak for all trans women, so I get it. But what about you personally? Like, okay, you personally... If I was... You personally... If we were to walk out of this room right now... And you saw somebody that you kind of know outside. How would you feel? I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm fucked, yo. It's over for the boy. Nah. I was screaming. I love how you basically just told everybody that I'm not passable. I'm look not. like a man. I didn't say. Nah, I'll give it to you. I'll be real. Don't get twisted like that. Don't get twisted. Maya's a sexy bitch, man. I'll give it up. <laughs> She has her times in it. Let's not get her head too big, but let them know. Let them know. It's pretty possible. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and I'm only one year in hormones. You know, what I mean, give me another year, bitch. But anyway, possibility is not. Let's not. We, that's another conversation for me to have separate. That's not the ultimate goal here. Oh my god, I love that. See how you know. That's how you know. There's running through these trans babes because. You know, you know, you just called me. <gasps> Don't worry, we're going to edit that out. You need to pan up, love. Oh, my God, I act. I'm the first guy. I guarantee you there's not going to be two or three. I, 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 I actually need to pan up. I'm so sorry. But, babe, relax. Honestly, everything can be edited out. I get that, but I'm also trying to show you. No, you're right. You're right. To get it. It's not just about me. It's about tomorrow. You're trying to start here, so you need to get on point. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. A lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck up because this is real life rap you know this is not a joke <laughs> you lot don't see it like that innit but I'm glad you know no. this is not a joke like, a man will lose their whole lives and shit over this kind of stuff it's not a joke you know Marcus I see that you lot don't see that I feel like you don't see that I feel like you I feel like you possibly might see that but I feel like okay since we're getting into this thing yeah yeah let's get into it I feel like trans women on the whole a lot of them are fucking selfish genuinely they cry bitch and moan and quite frankly it's getting boring do you get it that's how i see it we get it we're going through it we're going through a tough situation you guys are going through a tough situation don't get this let me get one thing straight here me and maya are obviously 
we have our own little, yeah, bump out in it. We got our own little connection, whatever. I don't know her for five minutes. I don't know her for a month. We know each other for a little bit. So we got that own little, you get it? I can't talk about other people or other trans women because it's, you get it? If, if I'm to see something else, it's going to be, it's not going to be no fucking romance. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be no friendship. And that's how a lot of people are. That's how a lot of people like me are. You might have your one trans bit and you'll stick with her. Do you know what I mean? And this is what people need to understand. Unless you've got that whole kind of thing there going on, and that whole kind of connection, the whole trans woman thing is just going to annoy you because all they do is bitch and moan and complain about what they're going through, not realising that people go through tougher stuff, you know? Mm. And I respect it and I hear what they go through. But let's get realistic now. Things can change and they will change if you stop bitching and moaning and whining. And that's why people get frustrated. And that's how I see it. And let's not forget, I'm not talking about you personally because I quite, no, I know. I, I, quite ad, I quite admire how you handle the whole thing. You get me? And how you deal with it. And listen, I've seen you in action and how you deal with certain situations. But I feel like I bitch and moan. That's what I do. You could be worse. But on a whole, and I'm not, on a whole, trans, mm -hmm. trans women moan way too much. And it's fucking annoying. You're not doing yourselves no favours. That's genuinely how I see it. Do not think, but you're not doing yourselves no favours. For example, I, I know, I think, six or seven people that have passed away under the age of 27 within my particular London community in the past year and a half down to suicide. Do you not think that's something to bitch and moan about? And the fact that in the, in the wake of this happening, the government is taking away more of our rights. What about everybody else that don't have rights? Yeah. But it's you, not a competition. You have more rights than you think... You, okay, you... I get that. I, I get that and I can respect that. But why But why should we not try and protest for more? Why should we not? Same way that anybody protests for anything, that's how things start. Okay, but what's the whole, what's the whole, what's the whole issue here? What is the whole, what is the whole problem? What do you guys complain about so much? What the fuck's your problem? In, okay. in shorter words. Shall I tell you what, for me, the two biggest problems are A access to hormones and gender reform, gender affirming like procedures, therapy, stuff like okay, that. Okay, so let me stop you there. No, 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 let me, t let me at least finish what I'm saying. I just don't want to forget, I just don't want to okay, forget okay, the question on, that's linked to it. Do you get it? That's literally all. Go on then. How are these hormones or whatever accessible to you guys? Do you guys have to pay for them? Do you get a sort of, do you get it? I don't know. They should be accessible on the NHS, but right now... But why should they be accessible on the NHS? Because they're saving lives. People are dying waiting for hormones because... Marcus, can you imagine if every day of your life someone told you... Marcus, you have to talk feminine like how I naturally talk. You have to walk feminine like how I naturally walk. You have to wear a dress. You have to wear the clothes that me, Maya, I wear. Can you imagine what that would do to your head every single day if you had to go out like that? I wouldn't do it. No, but if you had to. I had to. I can get that. I understand that. So the reason that medical help is so necessary is because you can't imagine what that does to a kid. I knew my whole life I was a girl. But from the minute that I stopped being cute, from five, six, when I started going to school, it was beaten out of me by, by society, by the kids, by the teachers, by, by people in my family. Every, every, everything that I did, the way that I walked, talked, everything naturally that I did, I was told that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, you can't do that. So, 
the reason that my community are only reaching 27 or near enough is because the way that you just said you wouldn't be able to leave the house like that, we can only take about 27 years of it, babe, and then we're killing ourselves. So that is why getting hormones and therapy and gender-affirming stuff on the NHS is vital. Okay, but whose who's role is that? Why is it the NHS's role? Because it's life-saving. If somebody has a life-saving... A life, uh, if somebody what? has a life endangering condition, which being trans in this society is life threatening, because that's the reason that we're dying before 30. If that's life threatening, like any other life threatening disease, the NHS needs to give that shit to you. And at the end of the day, I've got friends that have killed themselves because they've waited for hormones. We, any trans person listening has probably got friends or heard of people that have died waiting for hormones. And that is why it is needed. So that is number one. That is number one in terms of, um, so uh, Marcus is just billing it up. So excuse the background noise. You stoners will understand and probably recognize what's going on. But number two, the second thing that I think we care about and we're fighting for is education in schools, which I also know we're probably going to have a lot to say about. But the reason that I think education in schools is really vital, Marcus, is because if I had just known growing up that, oh, there is man, woman, but there's also transness, if I had known that, it would have saved me years and years of mental torment, suicidal periods, like part of, whole parts of my life I was suicidal, you know, growing up from the age of 10. So it would have saved me so much of that and, and also so much of the after effects that I deal with now every day, which is why I feel like education is also important, which are the two things that I think trans people are, are fighting. Well, for me... Those are two of the two of the things that we're fighting for that I think are, are are super important. But do you not? So do you see why those things are worth fighting for for us? I hear it, but I can't. I can't. I can't mentally, physically imagine what it would be like being you. Yeah. Or being, or being another another trans woman or any other. Do you get? I can't, and I don't think any guy will because we there's a very fine line between them, do you know what I mean? In terms of, even look, let's put it this way. Remember what we touched on earlier about the whole cis men sleeping with trans women? Yeah. Does that make him gay? Does that not make him gay? If you find, you go to a cis man and you ask him, or you go to a cis man that sleeps with trans women and you ask him if he'd have sex with a man in a skirt, he'd tell you no, his dick wouldn't even get hot. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just a no-no, it's just sickening. What is it about the whole attraction from men to trans women that makes us like trans women when we know i don't know it's hard to explain i know i totally get the question that you're asking and i think i can somewhat answer that to my knowledge the way that we view gender in this society yeah is actually not how we used to how we naturally view gender so after colonization, after white people took over the world, that's when we basically changed how we view gender into, oh, if you are a biological male, if you've got a penis, that means you're a man. If you've got 
uh, vagina, that means you're a woman, right? But before that, we didn't think of gender in that way. Native America, for example, had five different genders, yeah? Their tribes in Africa did not assign a gender to their children until their children were in their teens because they understood that your gender is about your mind and your spirit. Um, South Asia had a third gender, which included loads of different trans identities. And also in places like Persia, for example, when the white colonizers invaded, they wrote in their notes that the most desirable people on that land when they invaded were what they called women with mustaches and effeminate men, which historians have translated to be trans people. So... The answer to your question, I guess, is that it's natural. I personally don't think that gender and attraction is down to body parts. I think it's down to femininity and masculinity. A lot of people would say that it's just not, it's just not scientifically correct. <clears throat> and how many do you feel like... Have you, de have you dealt with a lot of trans women, like, honestly speaking? No, not a lot. I've dealt with, I've dealt with a few, but not a lot. Can I ask you what your first, like, what your first... Ex experience? Yeah. Like, I think, like, the first time, the first time I'd, like, linked up with, like, a trans woman, like, that I took that step. When I think, from what I remember, when I got there, they was not, they was not looking like I expected, so I just left in it. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really much to converse. So. Pulled up, not looking like what I thought, so I can't. You know, that's how I see it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what's the first? When's the first? Do you remember the first time you ever saw a trans woman? Like whether it be online, on TV, or just in real life? When's the first time? Probably, yeah. Huh? Probably say like young, in it, young days, like online or something. On a bit of porn or something, on 13 or something. Mm. I guess. I hear that. I feel like that's... That's mainly where it comes from, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like that's what that's where a lot of guys first are exposed to trans trans women. And I think that's a lot of the reason. That's a lot of the, that's a lot of the only time that men see trans women. And I think that's a lot of the reason that men treat us generally just like sexual objects you know they don't see us outside of being porn stars or just like sexual yeah objects i also think these things take time do you know what i mean in terms of i would like to think that i don't treat you bad do you know what i mean i'd like to think that anyways but... <laughs> you have your moments yeah I think the way that you are able to dispose of me and then pick me back up when you want to i feel like you take that to a level that you might not get away with, with a cis woman, you know? And obviously... So I, dis I couldn't disagree there more. Really? So you feel like the deleting and the re-adding and all that type of stuff, you do that? I couldn't disagree there more. You do that with other... You do that with cis women? Because I know damn well they're still going to fuck with me, boy. And I know that. <laughs> and I ain't even trying to be no big head, but you get me? If I look at the scoreboard, it's looking different. Okay. I mean, you, you don't treat me bad at all. You treat me I would bad. hope not, because I don't want to. No, you don't. But at the same time, you would never take me. You wouldn't, but, you wouldn't even take me to the park. This, also, this is why I feel like... Well, this is why I'd say I kind of, like, agreed to come on this, because maybe 
this is the only space where I can open my mind a bit more to it. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's more like a working process. Like, like mm. we touched on, like we, what we touched on earlier in the whole. Oh, sorry, let me stop swiveling around. But what we touched on earlier in the whole aspect of shame and all that. I feel like that blocks people like me. Although we respect you and we get on with you, it still blocks us from progressing that relationship. And obviously for people like you, that's disrespectful. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that obviously affects the relationship and things like that. But I, I don't know. I see it as a working process and possibly not one that would be a quick one or an easy one. But, but would you hope that maybe... maybe. Sorry, carry on. Okay. I personally reckon in 30, in 30 years, in 20 years, shit's going to be a bit different. Like, it's going to be a bit more normalised. It's going to be a bit more, do you know what I mean? I personally believe that. But I hear that. up until that point, a lot of guys like me, it, if the viewers could see what I look like, they would understand why niggas like us feel, sh- feel ashamed. Did you get it? Like, it's just like, it's just that whole stigma, that whole category. Like, I don't know how to explain it, man. It's, you know as well, like, I don't even need to talk too tough because you know exactly what I'm trying to say. It's just so hard to put into words. I really hope the next person does a better job. But No, Marcus, I think you're doing an amazing job of articulating it and saying what you need to say. And I think a lot of people are going to hear you loud and clear. I'm hearing you loud and clear. I know exactly what you're saying. And um, I think that's totally going to translate. And I think, to your point about you think in 30, 20 years' time, things will be different. I actually think hopefully sooner because, and I wouldn't have said that five years ago, but I think the way that things have so quickly changed in the past in the past five years and the conversations that we're having are so different now, I think things, are, things could change faster. And I think podcasts like this and men like you stepping up and talking to me and talking to the world openly with me, I think things like this are really going to help things shift faster. And for that, I personally, as a trans woman, I personally really, really applaud you and really thank you. There will be a lot of trans women and a lot of people in general that will be listening to this and think you can do a lot more. And you know what? I don't disagree. I think you could do a lot more. I think all men that I personally deal with could do a lot more. But I'm sitting here as somebody who really understands the things that are going against you. And I'm saying that I, regardless, I appreciate you for being here. Of course. It's not a problem. Fab you motherfucking less. I think that's actually a perfect, perfect place to wrap it up. This has been an amazing conversation. First of many, hopefully, that I'll be having with guys. And this has set just an amazing, an amazing point to jump off from. I think we covered so many things. And again, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you want the listeners to know, to to take away, to know about you, or to take away from the whole situation before we wrap up? I just not really. I wish you obviously. I just wish you success in this thing and whatnot. And to the listeners, the viewers, whatever you want to call it, hope you enjoy the show, man. And to those brothers like me, yeah, I had to get. I can't even explain how many times I had to get told about this before I'm actually here. But <laughs> you get me. If you respect the trans women or you got that bond, help them out in it. Maybe do a one episode. You never know what it might achieve in it. Bomba, I'm out.
I love that. Thank you, Marcus. Ow. Oh my god, guys, there it is. Episode one of Straight No Chaser by Maya Memi featuring Marcus. It is not perfect by any means. I mean, Marcus comes through with the good points and the horrifically bad points. Um <laughs> uh I come through with the making a lot of sense and then making no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? I even say the word disease at one point. I promise you guys, I'm not a turf. It's giving turf, but I'm actually not a turf. We were just very, very drunk and very high. And yeah, please, guys, don't crucify me. Don't burn me at the stake if I made any mistakes. I am sorry. They're going to keep happening. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm a slag. Point blank. Period. Bus. I'm a slag. A gunjadi. Don't expect too much of me. But anyway, so much to dig into. Guys, please let me know what the fuck you were feeling, thinking, anything you picked up on. You can get me on socials. All my socials for this podcast are SNC by Maya. Maya is spelled M-Y-A. Um, my personal socials are Maya Memi. Um, on Instagram, I think there's an underscore at the end of that as well. Maya, spell M-Y-A, M-E, spell Memi, spell M-E-H-M-I. And you can also email me, DL guys, if you want to email in something that you want to share or something you want advice on or anybody for that matter, email me at sncbymaya at gmail.com. And I will reply or I will read it out anonymously on here or something along those lines. We'll figure all that shit out as we go along. I feel like it's naturally going to form. But yeah, that was it. That was the conversation, guys. I hope you enjoyed. And please, 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 please share it. Share it. Spread the shit like wildfire. Let's keep the conversation flowing. Let's keep it topical. Let's keep it on people's lips. And I will be back when it is time to release the next episode featuring an absolute babe called Tariq, who I have a lot of time for. We have an amazing conversation. We spill, well, he spills a lot, a lot of tea, guys. We go into Mbappe. We talk about some of the trans folk that Tariq met in prison. It really, really, really gets scorching. It gets fucking scorching. So yeah, until then, please, please donate to a trans woman today. Donate. Doromi Fasalanate, especially if you are a man. And to my sisters, my tea girls, my trans babies, don't let these men drive you crazy, please. We drive them crazy enough by simply existing. Leave the crazy to them. Leave the crazy to them. Goodbye.